Hello again, folks. Welcome to yet another edition of the How Do You Do Review radio program coming to you from CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg on Bell MTS Channel 713 across Manitoba, including right here in Churchill. And it's always my pleasure to welcome in those folks listening on a Monday night in St. John's, Newfoundland on CHMR 93.5 FM and those listening on Saturday afternoon in Windsor, Detroit on CJAM 99.1 FM. My name is Joe Stover and wherever you're listening, thanks a bunch for tuning in. We've got part three of our Brothers Landreth live in Churchill special, the finale from when they were here back in July We've actually only got one more song to go, but before that, the rest of our conversation with brothers Joey and Dave Landreth, and we'll also bring in Jason Kleincher, who helped bring the band to Churchill. We pick up with the fellas as they talk about their experience with Indigenous Knowledge Keeper and a proud member of the Saisi Dene, Florence Hamilton. Back to July one more time here on the How Do You Do Review, CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg. You know, we went on this, we went on a uh, walk with Florence yesterday. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that too. Yeah, and it's like, I, 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 like every passing moment of the day since yesterday, I have, I feel like I'm learning. And one, one thing that really dawned on me was like, A, this must be incredibly hard for her to continue to tell this story um, time after time after time. But I also feel like, there, there. I, I hope for her that there's a sense of catharsis because she's able to share this really hard story with people who are receiving it. Uh, and um, I don't know where I'm going with this now. All of a sudden, I lost my train of thought. Um, but I guess, I guess maybe if, if I'm if I'm sort of like trying to imagine the scope where I'm sort of thinking about authenticity. I, wa- I wonder if, I wonder if that's part of, part of that story for her, like sharing the story and making sure that, you know, these stories aren't forgotten and I don't know. Absolutely. And, and Florence Hamilton, yeah, she is a uh, local indigenous knowledge keeper here in Churchill and uh, who is from the Saisi Dene First Nation who, um, as a people went through a forced relocation back in the, um, in the uh, in the sixties, and it uh, it did not. And then again in it the seventies. And, and again, yeah, that's right. Again yeah. in the seventies, and it wasn't just one forced relocation. It was like it was three. Mul- it was multiple, yeah. and um, yeah, it's a, it's an incredible story. If if folks haven't heard it, and um, yeah, I'll definitely definitely say that if 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 you want to know more about this this story that took place in in northern Manitoba, a really good read is Night Spirits. And the book is by uh, Isla Buzzador. It focuses a lot on um, which really was kind of kind of an unknown story, and really kind of still is an, an, an un, relatively unknown story here in Churchill and Northern Manitoba, the forced relocation of the of the Dene people. And and I was talking to you earlier about that, Joey, um, during breakfast about you know I've lived here since 1987. And Dene Village is a place that I've never, I never wanted to go myself. You know, it, I just, knowing the, knowing the, at least the, the Coles notes of, of went on there, I never really, I never felt it was right for me to go myself. And earlier this summer, I got a chance to go with Florence and it was definitely validated why I waited 
so long yeah. because that that context from Florence was 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 very very much needed and and yeah if 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 anybody listening has has any interest in in that story and I think it's I think it should be required required reading as part of again reconciliation going forward just the things that that have happened in this country and in our backyard you know and yeah. not that long ago and not that long ago I think you know one of the things I've learned as a parent is that like if you make a mistake an apology is not necessarily the band-aid for the mistake it's allowing the other person to be seen and acknowledge like if I've wronged you if I've wronged my daughter being able to say like hey I understand that this this is what I've done and this is how it made you feel and I'm sorry for the act but I see you I see I see what you're experiencing and you know and I think that that's like uh that's one of the things that I took away from yesterday yeah it was really hard to hear that stuff you know, it's hard to know that, like, as a settler here in Manitoba, like, whether or not, uh, I think that a lot of times, like, people say, well, I didn't do any of these things. But if you're here benefiting off of the results of these things, then you are accountable for them. And that's a re- it's an easy thing to say, oh, yeah, for sure, I get it. But it's a hard thing when you're, like, watching someone like Florence tell this story and you're listening, like, she, she she broke down emotionally a number of times and you're thinking this is like, she probably told this story hundreds of times and it still moves her this way. It's still that impactful. And I, I'm slowly starting to understand maybe why I, I hesitate to use, I, I corrected myself earlier when talking, I can't use the word understand, but just like that, I think it's just an important part of this process and learning these stories and, Anyways, we we wandered a long way from your original question, Joe. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, the, these uh, these natural conversations is what yeah. is what I love, and you know, and it's because it things that uh, things that need to be said, and that's 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 how that's how good conversations work. I think for sure. I, I will just sorry. I will just say um, this trip is definitely uh, being here and experiencing these and having these stories told and meeting the people in this community. Uh, is definitely shifting a lot of my core values. I'm learning. I've learned a lot from being here just three days. So, anyways, yeah, no, I agree. Um, just on Florence's walk, like uh, tying it in again to parents and like the role of knowledge keeper, and I'm admittedly just so ignorant of so much of the history of this country despite living here despite even considering myself somebody who's maybe more abreast of some of these things than others but like still such a child in in the face of the harm that our ancestors have done to the people of this country the indigenous people of this country and like I guess that the idea like the knowledge keeper it's like it's such an incredible thing to have somebody in your community who does that. It's such a burden to carry. And I know that I I look at Florence and I see this incredibly strong, intelligent, beautiful human being um, who is taking on this insane job and nobody of the right mind would sign up for this. Nobody, this is not a job that anybody wants to have to take on, but it's like in such a way, it's just like, you know, again, modeling all these things. It's like, I felt like children and it's like, here is somebody who is going to show us, 
is going to show us this incredible pain. So, you know, so that we can like really see it because you can read it in a textbook and you can understand, yeah, of course this is bad. But when you see somebody channeling this trauma that goes 450 years. Like infathomable to us. Infathomable. And you're just yeah. like, and still it's reverberating. It's so, and it's so recent. This is not ancient history. This isn't, we're not reading about the fall of Rome. We're talking about the sev- like 71. 71 on that Cairn stone in Dene village. Mm-hmm. An entire family was wiped out within spinning distance of the stone. The entire family is wiped out and you're watching. It's like, that's, that is not ancient history. That happened yesterday. In, in, in the grand scheme of things, it happened just yesterday, really. Yeah. And, and Florence is sitting there opening herself up, rending herself wide open to this, like in front of this group of complete strangers so that we can learn from our mistakes and try and be better. It's just like, so we're here we are as children, you know, being, and being led by somebody and it's just uh, I don't know I'm so I'm so moved for it it's gonna take a long time for me to really understand that but I just like yeah it's important that when we have these people in our community who are willing to make this incredible sacrifice that we show up and listen and and just show up and listen that's all you gotta do hear it experience it think about it chew on it let it shape you and change you and um, yeah it's crazy heavy very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and it's, and I can even say as a local, you know, it's, uh, like, you know, I'd like to think that being here, um, you know, I, I try to be the best, uh, best ally I can knowing full well that yes, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a settler. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, my ancestors, my ancestors were the ones that made, made these decisions and, you know, and, and really, you know, you think you, you think you have a, have a grasp or a, or an understanding of, of it. And then, you know, like I said, I, I, I'm, I moved here when I was five, I'm 41 now, 41 years old was the first time I went to Denny village and saw Florence, like the, uh, the same presentation and, and did the same thing, like broke down several times. And it's, you know, it's, and like you said, she's, she's told this story hundred times she's probably going to tell it a hundred more um and and who in their right mind would would want to do that and and go through like that's that's emotional stuff and to put yourself through it is she's doing it for for the greater cause and that's that's letting letting people know what happened and letting people know that uh that they're still here letting people know that it's just because it happened, you know, 40 years ago, it does not mean it is by any stretch uh, over or resolved or yeah. or any any of that. And anyone that, that, you know, throws that, you know, just it's time to get over it, that doesn't have a doesn't have a clue and probably would change their tune if they went and talked to Florence. Oh, yeah. Or at least give you something to chew on. Yeah. And, you know, one other thing that, like, I just want to share, just because, you know, we're talking about this. And, yeah. And... If this resonates with anybody, one of the huge takeaways for me was just like the when we think about these issues and we talk about reconciliation, we talk about reconciliation with indigenous peoples as if it's like this one homogenous. And I think 
part of the danger there is that it, like we're trying to simplify this incredible swath of human beings across all of these different cultures they weren't the indigenous it's not indigenous people there was so many different groups and communities of people and they were all different and they had different beliefs and different ways of being and different ways of traveling and living and knowing the land and we lump them in and it's so much easier to just simplify it that way and then when you start realizing it's like no every single one of these different small communities were made up of people and every one of those people were harmed differently and screwed differently by our government by colonialism by settlers and like when you think about like there were all of these cultures existing in this place and they were they were living harmoniously they were at war they were making peace they were making love they were they were uh, exploring that like they are not just this this group like indigenous people there was like so so disparate so interesting so varied and every single one of them was affected so negatively in one shape or another and and yeah there's there are great stories you know like these these are incredibly resilient beautiful strong people that have come out and have made their own stories but invariably they were all screwed over individually in different complex and and horrifying ways by what we did and seeing that and looking at that karen stone seeing individual names and realizing that every single one of them was screwed over differently uniquely it's just like it's unfathomable you know that's the word i'm rambling a bit but that's okay um how do you think you'll remember churchill after this visit (laughs) (laughs) ah you know pretty great place to go yeah (laughs) 10 out of 10 Uh, leave you a great review on yelp excellent oh man i i think uh uh there's um uh, it's wild. I think probably a lot of Southern Manitoban people who have been up here will, will would feel the same way. Like, A, we're a coastal province, which never crossed my mind. It's like, sure, Hudson Bay's up there. probably salt water. Who knows? They got whales. I don't know. Um, I, I, I feel a, like a deeper sense of home and uh, makes me want to explore my own backyard a whole lot more. I mean, just the flight over when we were when we were coming in and seeing all this land underneath us and realizing there are no roads anywhere. Like, there's so much of this province is completely untouched um, by our society at large. You know, whether or not there are small groups of people that are still going in there fishing and hunting, trapping, whatever. Um, but it's it just it makes me feel really really small in a in a good way and realize like. There's a there's a lot more to learn about this place, and Churchill has kind of, I think, has kind of like been a bit of a spark to be curious and learn a little more. I, one thing I want to say also about Florence's walk was Roman, our drummer, who's got a really great way of asking the right question at the right time. He asked her what she felt like her first, what the first step to healing was for her people. She said, "Getting out on the land." But I also think that that's probably a really good way for everybody to experience. Because I think like if you, when, when hearing her tell her story was really great for providing context as to why there's so much damage done. Um, because you can, again, like Dave said, you can read it in textbooks and go, yeah, that sounds pretty bad. But like when you really realize the scope of 
forcibly being removed, being relocated, being relocated to places that don't even make sense for these people to go. It's got no ancestral, cultural, logistical, you know, we put them in places where they, where they didn't have the immediate skill set to even survive. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, didn't it's make just sen- so in, in, ignorant any, and any, any facet. Uh, did not make sense in like one iota of sense. Yeah. But I think if 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 settlers alike started to go out and experience being on the land like the way that they're described, and I I'm listen, I like I've gone on one boat, one walk. I'm not saying that I'm, you know, I'm walking the walk here. I'm 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 just sort of learning where the work needs to start. But I feel like if you start to experience that, then you would understand at least a tiny slice of why these losses are so devastating and why the damage is so deep and why, why we have so much work left to do. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Yeah. So anyways, yeah, that's leaving, leaving Churchill. I feel like, uh, kind of never going to be the same and really excited to come back and continue you know, continue to learn. And, and this is all, this is all before, uh, we haven't even played concert. a show yet. <laughs> yeah. You guys, you guys the have concert a, honestly feels so <laughs> inconsequential. Well, like, <laughs> and in, and when Jason brought us up here, you know, we've had a meeting and he, he was like, listen, concert, whatever, come and have fun in Churchill. I just want to show you this place. And I want you to make friends and meet people and the community will come to you. And wow, has that ever held true? Like we just showed up and people just kind of, came to meet us where we were and uh, we've made all these new friends and in sort of along with what you're saying like part of what makes the the racism work is a disconnection you know these kind of like these 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 violent acts that we participate in in this very passive apathetic way it comes from a disconnection from each other and ultimately i do agree that it very first starts with a disconnection from the land you know you take we're animals we're creatures from a planet and we're first disconnected from mother nature and that planet and that ecosystem and the balance of being in harmony with all living things that's the first step and then we find all these different ways to disconnect we disconnect from family we disconnect from community we disconnect from our emotions like we were talking about earlier like so yeah it's a really beautiful idea that maybe you know the first thing it is is like you get outside get outside and and start there and see what sort of cascades from that experience of just trying to be more connected and i think churchill is just like a great just a great living experience of that you know i think i have to have to agree um yeah, and and like you said, this is all, like all the all the, this experience before, before the show, and people people coming up to you, but you know, guests in the community, and uh, just wanting to greet you that way before they, before they know what uh, what kind of show they're gonna they're gonna see tonight, and that's <laughs> I hope they like it. <laughs> I think I think they might. You can bring these guys back, but maybe uh, maybe hold the <laughs> concert next time. Yeah, just bring them back to hang out with the Belugas and and get, and, and do the meat draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, Roman was a meat draw meat last night. Yeah, That's yeah. all I heard. Yeah, I couldn't stay up. I I go to bed way too early. But uh, I heard tell the legend rings true. And and listen, guys, we see a lot of small towns, and we see a lot of beautiful places doing what we do. And uh, and and 
it's not just that it's a small town. It's not just that it's a beautiful place. Like there's really something special about this community. And, um, and I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I, we haven't been long here long enough to figure that out, but I will say that it's like, it stands out and we've seen lots. We've been to a lot of spots. Yeah. So you really have, there's something in the water here. Well, I think so. Well, and, um, it's good to segue to, to Jason. Jason Clancher is here. Did I get the, your last name right, buddy? That's close enough, Joe. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, Jason, well, first off, we've been chatting about music for, well, since you basically arrived. Mm-hmm. And and the name that has come out of your mouth the most times is Landreth. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, and honest, honest to God. Um, so so what, what made you want the brothers Landreth to come to Churchill, not just us to go see them somewhere else. What, what, what made the brothers Landreth and Churchill just a, a great combination? You know, I could say just like just being in the room here, right. And just obviously listening to the conversations. Um, I think it shows like, this is a beautiful conversation. Like really, it really is. I think it shows right there. They have the personality that um, you're able to talk about some of the issues that maybe us as men, um, who are identify as men, um, really don't understand how to communicate that well. And th- being through music is one of those, or being through art is one of those, but um, we talked about the land-based programming itself here, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to be really broad with the land-based connection, saying that let's call land-based anything outside of the hospital. You know, let's keep it really easy right now. And you see, we there's 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 these three spheres that we can kind of um, almost uh, uh, engage people in, and um, you know we could say it's science is one of those, and science in the, in the land itself. Um, another one would be some you know competition like you know sports or anything like that, and the third one that's extremely prevalent up here is you know art and and music, right? And we're really using those not just to engage people within the process of healing, but to really um, use those as coping skills um, for, you know, so many of the things you guys mentioned around um, even just kids and everything, all those coping skills. I got to, like, actually listen to this thing again (laughs) and start writing it down because there was just so many beautiful things you guys said. I've been in this business for 20 years, you guys. Like, (laughs) you know, like how you eloquently you put those things is exactly um, what this program is meant to be. You know, it, we asked our community five years ago, where should we start, right? Mental health was the top of the list, and it really was, our men need help, you know? So for us to be able to even be at this point where we're reducing that stigma and mental health enough to have these conversations where us who identify as men can cry around a table, I'm going to say a generation or two ago, that wouldn't have happened. So yeah. um, I, I, I would probably say that we have taken some steps forward in, in our mental health lives. And, and it's because of artists like you guys who are willing to share your stories and share your experiences and how you've coped through the years with, with, with the things you needed to cope with. And, you know, yours being art and music for, for one piece. But um, I mean... And they're really good musicians, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <How's that? laughs> they're not just local. They're kind of good too, right? Yeah, so, I would say I would say so. You know, to have um to have somebody that um obviously in the in the in the entertainment world a lot of people admire. Um obviously we we really like that and and to share the community with us. That's why, you know, 
I, I, I really needed you guys to be a part of the community to see what we're actually doing here. And it makes sense. And you made the comment. I mean, David, you might have mentioned it. Um, there's something here, but I don't know what it is. You know, um, I said the same thing when I stepped off the plane five and a half years ago, right? And I think we're getting closer to identifying that what that something is, is actually community is medicine. And us as a community are the medicine. And it's not about, um, you know, admissions to hospitals and taking medications. It's about using the resources around us and the people yeah. around us. Right. So I, I think we're getting closer to those ideas. And um, obviously you could see that there was a lot of people in there today and a lot of families and a lot of kids. And um, the goal is to bring the community together to be their own medicine. So I think that what you guys are bringing to the table around stigma reduction is, is just it's it's beautiful. And that's exactly what we need. So as well, a society. <laughs> well, and, and, and Jason, you know, you've you've you really spearheaded a lot, a lot of this stuff and, um, and put your neck out for a lot of this stuff to, to, to like, this is, this is going to work, you know, <laughs> like we, this is something that the community needs and, um, and it's been, it's been received mm -hmm. incredibly well, mm -hmm. you know, just from the outside looking in, mm -hmm. you know, like even just from, from, from the walk, like the Wednesday walks mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and other stuff. What, what other, what other stuff outside of the hospital, um, in terms of, um, you know, for lack of a better word, the programming. Mm -hmm, so what, mm -hmm. what, 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 what does the program kind of consist of, at least in terms of, uh, you know, core tenements? Yeah. So I would say like, we really, our activities are about bringing these groups together. As I said, kind of the engagement piece is our main step now. Well, those land-based activities, they could just be simply, um, you know, going out on having a fire and having some tea around the fire. Um, it could be just sitting in our TP having a sharing circle behind the wellness center, you know. Um, we really need to look outside of the hard, you know, this is the outcomes of this program. Like, we don't think like that anymore. We, we, we think more of it, it's much more visual. We know people are happier. We know people are coming and saying to us, like, I finally got help for my mental health. And although they, at, at, at points, you know, there's some back and forth, that's where humans, you know. So you mentioned the maintenance part of, of therapy, you know. Uh, these, uh, these bigger community events that we put on, uh, one in the summer and kind of one in the winter to try to really boost up the community over a week and provide that life promotion, you know, that's based on that maintenance, you know, because um, there's going to be something in all those groups and all these activities we're doing that somebody wants to take a part in. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's truly trying to engage people to be part of that community. So that kind of answers it, Joe. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think so. Well, even, and, and, and things going on in the winter, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. because Churchill is a very busy town in July, August, mm -hmm. um, October, November, and always kind of how it was, you know, just growing up here mm -hmm. when the bears were gone, the, the people were gone, the That's guests right, were gone. Yeah. And yeah. it went from, a a lively, lively community with everybody out walking on the roads and stuff to poof, <laughs> just us. Mm -hmm. And of course we had, you know, you got the holidays that are right there so people can still get together and be pumped up about the holidays. And then New Year's comes and goes and then it's, what now? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and traditionally, you know, it's, it's always kind of a hard time for, for folks, um, financial wise too because you're recovering from mm -hmm. from the holidays if that's something that you're able to 
<laughs> if that's something that you're able to afford. And there's some people that can't even do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And to have um, some winter programming going on, mm-hmm. just it's there's we haven't shut down. I've I felt that honestly in the last uh, um, in the last five years or so, honestly, and that that Churchill in the wintertime is not not a boring place. You know, and because not everybody can afford a snowmobile and go out ripping around. Some people just have their houses and they do their best to keep warm. Mm-hmm. So with with focused programming on 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 folks like that, like everybody is welcome to to do these things. Mm-hmm. It's been really good. And then obviously having having winteruption last year <laughs> yeah. in the winter time yeah, was yeah. great. And you know, yeah, it. Uh, it would cost money to get in there, but it, there was also a focus on those that couldn't afford to come. You know what? We got you. That's right. That's right. And it was really good to see full venues mm-hmm. f- for for these guests, and and I heard a lot of the same things from these artists that came up that uh, that Dave and Joey that that you guys were saying, just like what what is it about this town <laughs> that that makes me not want to go? <laughs> Either that, or it's it it might even give you an appreciation for your own hometown, you know, seeing a place like this. I know that whenever I go traveling, I get a real appreciation for Churchill whenever I go places. And I, I love traveling and I love Winnipeg, love the community very, very much. It feels like a home to me. You know, I've been to, you know, there's other places that feel like home to me, you know, like Windsor, Ontario and Newfoundland and Killarney, Manitoba, those spots, they, they do feel like home to me, but I just can't wait to get home. Whenever I go traveling, and I, it's it's one of those just I feel torn a little bit, you know. When I've it's vacation time, I've been working up here forever and ever. I get to go on vacation, awesome. I get on the plane and I leave, and I'm kind of like, <sighs> you know, like the countdown starts until I can come back. I so can if, feel that, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So tonight, the brothers Landreth are playing at the uh, the prestigious Churchill Curling Club. <laughs> And it's it's going to be a really good time. We're gonna we're gonna be playing some of those tunes here here on the show. But um, Dave, Joey, Jason, thank you so much for for chatting today. Um, what a conversation! You know, I, I I had some questions here, and I couldn't have dreamed that the that the conversation would get as as real as it did. Well, so th- thanks, man. Thanks for bringing such a great open spirit to it too. I mean, it's we don't this isn't the way we talk to everybody all the time you know it takes <laughs> yeah. it takes a special kind so thanks for having a big open heart absolutely that's it's it's great thanks for having us here yeah yeah well absolutely well well like you like we were chatting about at breakfast today you know i hope i hope you guys come back and i hope oh, you're you're well, your, uh your repeat repeat visitors if we have it our way this is just the first of many yeah, yeah. just wait till you hear the show though yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah, know, yeah, we'll talk again tomorrow. Yeah. Well, we'll you have you have some competition in terms of those that uh, that, that have come back because I think I got, I got Andrew Neville up here back in oh geez two thousand eight or something, and I think he he was like this place is amazing, and they've been coming back like they've been here like six or seven times. So we, we you're gonna you can't let Neville beat you is what, is what I'm trying listen, to say. Listen, listen, Neville's a good guy to be beaten by. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he uh, he told me one time. Uh, uh, that if I he was <laughs> he he got upset with me because he always saw me wearing a flannel shirt and he said if you can't start I'm gonna bring my lo- or, uh, I'm gonna bring my chainsaw to the gig next week and if you can't get my chainsaw started 
I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> you gotta stop dressing. Yeah, yeah. You gotta. You gotta stop wearing that flannel. Yeah, stop looking like a lumberjack so if you can't. Step he it he up. can win. He can win. Well, not everybody can be sleeve. Like, you does know, he, like, yeah, he does, does he, the sleeves. You when know, he comes like, in the winter, does he leave the sleeves at home? <laughs> do you tear, think, does I, he tear place, the sleeve off the parka? Every place I've ever seen him play, sleeveless. There is. It's, no, it's the, I think Adrian Sala called him the sleeveless bandit. Yeah, and I think that that's pretty pretty true. But yeah. I mean, it. Um, yeah, Churchill. What we've really been seeing in the last uh, in the last ten fifteen years, and especially since Jason's been on the scene, is it, it's there's a real desire to get get good, not just good talent, but good people that would really appreciate being here. That it's not it's not just it's not just a gig. Oh, you know. Yeah. And and I and I and I can tell just from the conversation today that this. Uh, that this whole experience is not just a gig. I'm of two minds when we go home. I'm either going to tell absolutely every other artist I know what an incredible time we've had, or I'm going to go and just say that it was the worst thing ever <laughs> so that I can make sure that, <laughs> that, is, that, is, that we're going to hoard it for ourselves. But yeah. I'm leaning towards the, the former, not the latter. Yeah. Well, very good. Well, again, thank you so much for the conversation. Thanks for being here in Churchill. And uh, I definitely have a feeling this won't be the last time we see us. So Here's thanks hoping. again. Looking forward to the next Thanks, time. Joe.
Thank you so much, you guys. We appreciate you. We'll see you next time. David Landreth, Roman Clark, Ian Phillips. There we go. The last song. Two Trains from the Brothers Landreth, recorded live from the floor of the Churchill Curling Club here in Churchill, Manitoba, back on July 29th, 2023. We also heard the last part of our conversation. We were lucky enough to have a few hours before the brothers and the band hit the stage. I figured we'd be chatting for like 20 minutes or something, and it turned into a really good long talk. Yeah. I wanted to shout out Florence Hamilton again, one of Churchill's indigenous knowledge keepers and a member of the Saizi Dene First Nation. If you find yourself up here, I recommend seeking her out for the hard story of her people's struggle in our own backyard. Um, you know, there's so much strength and positive power that comes from her and her, her talk and presentation. But it is also very important to understand what happened to the Saizu Dene really not that long ago. I mentioned it during the interview, but it's worth repeating. Find it online or your local library, Night Spirits by Isla Buzador. A real hard look at what, um, what went on up here. I want to thank Joey Landreth, Dave Landreth, 
Jason Kleincher, and Stu Anderson for our conversations and the positive connections that we were able to make while they were up here. And I know I wasn't the only one. And I know that we're going to see the Brothers Landreth back up here again real soon, I bet. We've got a bit of show left before winding down for another week, so I'm going to take a page out of the Positive Thinking Playbook and play some songs that make me feel good. I sure hope you enjoy them too. Here's Tim Baker on CKUW 95.9 FM.
three songs there that make me feel real good. I hope you didn't mind indulging me during that set, but melodically, ah, earworms, to be sure. They all live in my head. We just heard from Fruit Bats with It All Comes Back from this year's album called A River Running to Your Heart. Before them, the damn near perfect dream pop sound of Paper Cuts with the lead song from their 2022 record, Past Life Regression. The song we heard was called Lodger. I'm a sucker for that stuff. I love it so much. And to start that feel-good set was no stranger to the Canadian music scene, especially in his native Newfoundland. That was Tim Baker with Don't Let Me Go Yet from his album Forever Overheard. And that was released in 2019. It was a lot of fun this last few weeks, bringing you the conversation and concert put on by the Brothers Landreth back in July. I just want to thank again Joey and Dave for sitting down with me and really laying it on the table. One of my favorite discussions with anybody, never mind uh, those that I've been lucky enough to have on the radio. If you missed parts one and two, fret not. You can find them on the podcast, which comes out every week on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can find them on our website, howdoyoudoreview.tumblr.com, or our Twitter page, and uh, maybe Facebook, I don't know. I think I've been having some problems posting on there since Meta went uh, all meta on us here in Canada. Oh well, I'm sure it's going to get straightened out one way or the other. I know that the uh, the campus community radio stations across the country would like it to get done so that they can get back to letting folks know what they're up to by any means necessary. Yeah, the How Do You Do Review is produced for and by CKUW 95.9 FM at the University of Winnipeg and was recorded this week in Churchill, Manitoba. The show is also lovingly shared with our great friends at CHMR 93.5 FM from the campus of Memorial University in St. John's, Newfoundland and Labrador and on CJM 99.1 FM from the campus of the University of Windsor, Go Lancers, in Windsor, Ontario, and also serving the great city of Detroit, Michigan. Before we go, we've got something exciting coming up in a month. As regular listeners may know, polar bear tourism season starts here in Churchill next month, so instead of being behind a microphone, I'll be behind the wheel of a bus as I get folks to and from their polar bear tours. But that doesn't mean you have to go anywhere. No, no, no. In fact, we will have what I like to call the How Do You Do Review All-Star Lineup of Guest Hosts Series. That's a mouthful. I'll probably shorten it up. But uh, yeah, it'll be somewhere between five or six shows this fall where you'll still hear the program, but you'll be hearing some of our great friends take the reins until about the middle of November. Uh, who will those people be? Well, I guess you'll have to stay tuned, won't you? Speaking of staying tuned, if you're in Winnipeg, Hip Hop 50 is next. If you're in St. John's, The Blind Lemon Blues with Terry Parsons is on deck. And if you're in Windsor, Detroit, the Metalcore Hour is coming at you. Cheers, and we'll see you next week when we're in Winnipeg. Good day. Good day.